This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Everybody, how we doing? Good morning. You know, there was a voice missing today, Doc. It's it's Glenn's dog that's not barking. Anybody that's tuning in today to listen to Jim, he's not here. It's just James the giant preacher and two of his children, Doc and Sarah. Welcome. You're covering Doc with Jim shoes today. Are you? That is pre- that is prepared? why I'm here. Well, yep. I'm a little nervous since there's a prosecuting attorney here. <laughs> <laughs> It's not because I'm Catholic. It's because I'm an attorney. That's good. Well, you know that she doesn't work for the FBI. The FBI is after the ministers, not the not the local guy. You don't think I'm actually the FBI? Well, I'd be after myself at that point. So <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going after the Catholics as much as anything. But anyway, Jim is studying for finals in seminary, and we gave him the day off, and so he doesn't get paid though. We're going to dock his pay. Mm-hmm, obviously. <laughs> You know, the, the, the topic that we got today, it came from, from David Borsman, who's a regular listener of ours. He is interested, and I'm very interested in this. I've talked about it with Doc quite a bit over time. There is a move, and I always, anytime I see some move like this that I can't see anybody out there saying, I'm the person that's advocating this, it just seems to be a move that direction. It's usually social, social media, TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, something. X Twitter, something has got it to where people don't think they have to go to church anymore. In fact, it's bad to actually go to a church that you need to do it in small groups like they did. They say with the early church that there's no reason to go on a Sunday to a, a, a house dedicated to sermons or to, to church. To, to, to Each person's called a mass if you're, if you're Catholic, a sermon or what do you call it? Just a, I don't know, I've gone blank. What do you call a regular <laughs> Sunday at church? Uh, church service? Service. There we go. Oh, well. well, look. So it's S and M. Service and. <laughs> and we just need that B. There it is. The Bible <laughs> says, in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. And it says, in the last days, don't forsake the assembling together of yourselves. The Bible says that that Christ is the head of the church and that believers are the body. How can we stay connected to the head if we don't go to the church? God has, uh, is, is the creator of the church. The Lord Jesus Christ uh, birthed the church. So with all of those things in mind, we are under attack today around the world with an antichrist spirit. Uh, church, uh, church followers by the United States uh, uh, communist, uh, uh, I call us nationalist. We we are nationalist, and I got on a site the other day, and my goodness, they were they were coming down down on John Kennedy, our great senator here from Louisiana, and uh, they're calling him everything but a buffoon, and. Um, Every time I tried to get on there and come against it, 
uh, this little community standards would come up. I, I wasn't using any cuss words or anything like that, but I was just uh, attacking the other side for attacking uh, Kennedy. And what, what side were you on? I cannot remember the name of it. I, I'm on a lot of different sites. And this is some political site. It's mainly liberal because I couldn't even write out what I was going to post without it. Boom, community standards. Everything wow. I put down was gone. Wow. So I, I got on there and made that statement. And this uh, lady uh, said to me, uh, text back to me or whatever. Uh, and she said, you're a whiner just like Trump. Whiner. <laughs> so then... I really doubled down and made a response. And then let it through? Yes, I got it through. I didn't make it very long. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I, I didn't know we'd get that quick to that part of it. Let's, 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 let's make, let's set the, the framework first, though. You do believe that having three or four people meet at a house is not what God's talking about, the Bible's talking about when it says assembling together. I, I, I do believe that a, a church is made up of uh, a pastor, and I believe that, uh, uh, that that he is there to prophesy and speak the word of God to us. And I believe that a lot of the church is, has uh, strayed from preaching who we are in Jesus Christ, what we have in Jesus Christ, and what we can do through Jesus Christ. And the scripture says that that uh, Jesus has made us uh, kings and priests. And uh, uh, one trans several translations say a kingdom of priests. So then we can do it at home. What's that point? We're all believers. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Where two or three are assembled together, the Lord's presence is there. So, yeah, you can do it at home. But you know what? You need a pastor. Who's the pastor of the three that's there? If it's me and my wife. The presence of the Lord is going to be there, but who's going to be the pastor? Well, it's pretty easy in your situation. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that this would go a lot of different directions. We were all thinking that. <laughs> well, all right. So, so look, I, I want to say this, that I, I can name of what I would call a pretty close circle of my friends. So the people that I would say, definitely, we would consider ourselves friends. There's some that are we're good acquaintances. I can tell you that, that that's a little bit different level. But at the very close friend level, I have at least four Christian gentlemen that do not go to a church church. They don't go to an assembly. They do it with small groups like we're talking here, that they've gone that direction. And one of them, for different, all of them really for different reasons. But I'll give you the different ones. One of them is that when COVID came, I started, uh, I started, he didn't even do it with groups. He, he attends church by, by, I guess you'd call it television. And then another one, one that is very close to studying a lot of Bible with us, does it because he thinks that we're wasting money, the tithe on music ministers and ministers that, and administrators and all these things swing sets, things like that, that it's not going to missions and straight to the, so that's why they stopped going to the, he's stopped going. Mm -hmm. then, then another one, he got jaded. He got tired of 
of preachers doing not doing what they preach. It burned him a couple of times. What about the church members that don't do what they hear preached? Well, I'm just going to tell you those reasons, and I, and then the fourth one I've not I have not discussed it. I don't know why he's mm-hmm. not doing it, mm-hmm. but that's the that's the that's the three reasons that I've been given. All each time I'm going, I like going. I don't know what the reason is or anything else. It's not a chore for me to get up to church, go to church on Sunday. Because you were raised that way. That's the way with me. I was raised that way. I was raised to go to church. It would be weird not to. Pardon me? Be weird not to. Wait, but I I can be an outlier to that. I was raised indifferent to all of that. I mean, you didn't care Mm -hmm. if we went to church. It was sometimes we went to church, sometimes we didn't go to church, sometimes we had a home church. Never made us go to church. That would be the difference. I have never been this adamant about going to church before. And so I think think that once you find the truth, then you want to continue exploring that in the way that God has designed you to. And it's biblical to go to church. And I'm not even talking about Catholic church. You can, we can just step back from that and say that um, that there are many verses on on the church and how you're supposed to be worshiping God in that kind of way. Let me say this. I forgot that there is a sixth one. He's on this podcast. I forgot about that. Glenn is not a regular attender. Is that right, Glenn? That's correct. Yeah. I have a, I do. I mean, I, I would say like the the one that's been burned by preachers right like that, that haven't lived up to what they're preaching first of all we're human so like that's going to happen um but second if you're doing a home church you're burning where you're you seem me- to be burning yourself yeah i mean where you're meeting with a group of people like i would trust i would trust pastor chris to live up to his stand to that standard more than i would trust like one of my friends who I know is struggling the same way that I am, if that makes sense. And like, like there's not like this, there's not a set standard when you're, when you're meeting with friends, like you have accountability and stuff like that. Like they have accountability groups, but like, we're not, we're not as advanced on this spiritual walk. Like I don't even have the right friends I, to do that. I think where you're going, and I don't think you do either. Like that's, you right. need to look internally. Like, do you have the friend group that is really so squared away that you can actually run your own church with that standard? I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think we're preaching to the choir. Yeah, this well, I, yeah I mean, I'm talking to the audience. But yeah, exactly. What, I, what I'll say is this, is that something that, that Pastor Chris said was, that we're, who's the pastor? Mm-hmm. And I grew up with the idea that there was supposed to be a group of men, men, with the, <laughs> with the gift of pastor-teacher. Mm-hmm. That you pastor your group and you teach your group. Mm-hmm. And that 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 person is held to a higher standard mm-hmm. and when he gets to heaven there's going to be a gift for him if he would stay true but if he didn't there's the worst kind of punishment you could possibly imagine it's worse than what if you and i cut up so mm-hmm. the guy who had trouble with the pastor should not he should let god in fact, but it says that too let god take care of that now yeah. we mentioned we mentioned our friend scott killen quite a bit he was faithful to church and uh, he he did meet with small a small group, maybe more than one small group. He was with us and every he, week, he, and he was a teacher. Yeah. He was, a, I mean, he was a, an attorney. But I mean, as far as the spiritual setting was concerned, he was a teacher. And a lot of the things that uh, the group of people that met with him really got a lot of the theology that that I've been preaching for years and years because Scott right. really got a hold of it. You're looking at one. 
I, I knew that. And, yes. and he, we met with him probably for what almost two decades. Yeah, almost all of Doc's, you know, high school life or before. Yes, I agree. And, and Sarah, well, I would, I would go back to something. Sarah's right. There has been times where I was not as faithful as going to church as I should have been. That's a fact. There was never a time that I didn't think I was supposed to, though. Does that make a difference? I knew I was supposed to be going. <laughs> well, that's good. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was going, like, oh, well, I'll have to go. I just wasn't going. Then there's a difference. You well, know what I'm saying, Sarah? Yeah, but, yeah. but, but uh, I would still say that there was a – like, I didn't really feel like I needed to go to church. In fact, like, whenever I was in law school, I don't think – I think the only time I went to church was whenever we would go to the Episcopalian church, um, and it was for Christmas. And so I like it was I really didn't care. I, I looked at it more like you didn't you were never going to force anything on us. Like you you recommended that we go, but you never forced us to go. And so for me, like I didn't go whenever I was in college, like I did the a very stereotypical thing. But now I, and I, I didn't start going regularly till uh, for it's been like a year and a half since I've started going like I don't miss. Now. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, but I didn't. It's My, not that I I. I once I once I started like getting back in the word daily is whenever I started feeling like I needed to go to church. Like I was I realized that that was something that was missing. And so so you'll know this real quick. My theory on child rearing, it seems to work, knock on wood. I didn't want legacy Christians. I didn't want people, children, my children to be Christians just because I was because I knew that if that happened, they would dig and find on their own and. and and, and who knows what they would do? They might rebel. Even. Who knows? You know, uh, th- th- this guy, I don't know his real name. Glenn can tell me. I call him Serpent Head. What's his name? Serpent. Uh, I don't know because now you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you, you said that. Oh, it's uh, Carville. Carville. Yeah. Carville. Oh, yes. <laughs> a snake. <laughs> he, he, the other day, I was watching a video that Glenn sent me. I'm still, it's the first curse words I've said in two years. He sent me Carville and he's just going to aggravate you. But he said something. He said 90% of the people who are on the right believe that the world's only 6,000 years old. <laughs> that was a, well, did he, uh, did God create Adam as a baby? Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let, me get, let me go to Glenn first. There's so much more with what Doc Carville said. Let me, hear, let me hear it. I mean, it was just, I, I, I don't know. I was, I was, I don't know where he's getting that number from. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, he just pulled that, completely pulled that. I don't know. I know one person that is like adamant about, I'm sure I know more, but like, I know one person that's adamant about the world being 10,000. I don't, I don't know. You have to say six. But, yeah. But we'll say, we'll say 10. Okay. Now, with that said, with that said, it's it's ridiculous that he's lumping this together. Number one, number two, unless he understands the theory, he has no right to criticize it. And the criticism is uh, the theory is that time is slower now than that it was then. That time was moving, and there's some argument with those guys, and that it, you know, like Einstein, talk about those things. I don't have an opinion other on it other than I think the world is millions and millions and millions and billions of years old. I don't know where he's coming from. All right. Where I'm coming from is this. That kind of thing can happen, I think, in a, a group. 
Oh yeah. A group can come up with, oh well, it's 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 one thousand seven hundred sixteen years old. You just didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know that's the problem with the group. All right. So we've recently talked about, without getting into it, a Catholic church someplace where a sermon was given that was completely adverse to what the Catholics believe. Catholics took care of it immediately. Not even Catholics, just everybody. It was like, what the Every, hell? Yeah, there's, yes, it's true. What's that? It, even Protestant and Christian, Protestant Catholics absolutely agree what the parable meant. Well, that, that, the guy that was the head of it, it wasn't, it was not the head guy. It was the guy below him that did it. The guy at the top said, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> Corrected it right then. If you're in a small group, who's there to be the pastor yeah. you're talking about? The teacher. Because yeah. at that point, I feel like it just turns into arguing of, well, like if, if somebody if somebody comes up with this idea of, um, of this is how I interpret what's going on in the Bible, and then somebody else in the group says, no, I think it's that. I mean, like I think that we, whenever I was in that Bible study group with Doc and some of his friends, um, you you kind of go back and forth about things sometimes. But the thing about a church is that you have a head and you have a shepherd. Um, and I mean, again, the Bible outlines it too. You don't just have a shepherd. You have, you have bishops, you have deacons. I mean, I understand y'all have what your version of that is in a church, but you still have a leadership role. And again, those leaders are judged differently. And that's very clear in the Bible that whenever it's your job to be, um, pastoring these people, um, it's a very clear duty that could get you in trouble with God. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have a problem with like, I don't think any any of us have a problem with uh, meeting with small groups. Like I think you yeah, should meet. Okay, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you should meet with them. And I no problem. Okay, yeah. I thought I thought you were about to say you had a problem with that. I, was, yeah. I, was, I couldn't wait. I was going to give you the mic. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. Like I I think people should. I think that's part of the reason you should go to church too. Is you need to be in the community. You don't need to be in your in your echo chamber of friends. Like that's that's something that I would be. I know. I, I mean, I'm. I've been victim to, to an echo chamber where I just sound like an idiot, that's which fine. probably sound like an idiot right now. But that's fine. But uh, wait, we've come to expect it. Yeah, yeah everybody's who does horrible. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and so which I am, so he's right. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, like like that's the issue. Is you, you don't want to be in an echo chamber every day. It's one thing to go through a Bible study and we have different interpretations. Like I had a question on scripture that I asked Jim. Like that's fine. Like I don't need to go to a, a pastor for everything, but. But it is like, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like you should you should go to church on, on well, Sunday. Well, Pastor Tim, he, 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 he preached a couple of, last week, not this week, but last week. And he talked on salt. We've all heard the, you know, the analogy of salt. But one of the things he said that hit me in it right square in the eye is between on the forehead, between, right, or right between the eyes. He said that it's good that you're salt. But if you're one grain of salt, what good are you? You need to be with a lot of other salt to get that flavor, mm. to get that to what Jesus is talking is about good. requires a lot of salt together. And if you're separating your salt from all the other salt, the question is, can you get as much done as you can with mm. the salt altogether? And the answer to that to me is unequivocally absolutely right. If you put one, if I'm, if, yeah. if it's, if my food's not salty enough, put one grain's not going to help. You, it, we need more than that. And I will say this right now. This country, the shape, this world. It's always been this way now. I want to make sure you know this. Don't think that the Greeks didn't think this was just like what we're feeling like when, when here comes here comes the Persians. Mm-hmm. There's been everybody's freedom has been at stake and been at, at, at risk forever. 
but we need some salt. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, see that uh, a lot of people are against the mega church, but the mega church is made up of just a lot of small groups, and and people are uh, upset because of the power of the mega church. But but that's a whole lot of salt, and the mega church grows bigger and bigger and bigger, continues to grow. But I want to say this about six thousand years. But it can lose its way, like any other. That's something we need to say yeah. is that there have been some mega churches that lost their way, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Is what That's you're right. Saying. That's right. What about and, mega football conferences? Yeah. I, I don't uh, have any opinion. Okay. Uh, and the scripture says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was void and without form. So what happened right there? Did God create the world? And we know that the devil said, I will ascend how I will, I, Lucifer said, and he was one of the three archangels, I will ascend up into heaven and I will sit on the throne of God. And and he and Jesus said, he said, I saw him like fall, like lightning, like a bug that was I'm making this part up, a bug that was just flicked off the shoulder of God. And so, in other words, did that send the earth into turmoil? And we know that there was an ice age. I mean, I have a daughter that she's a science teacher. She was. She's now, since the principal, a science teacher. And yet she believes 6,000 years. And she gets very upset if I say anything beyond that. We get the big argument. But uh, all I'm saying is that. She says 6,000? Yeah. I thought it was 10 was the number. So yeah, I, it's I like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, to Carvel, I say this, I'm a fool for Christ. Whose fool is he? He's a fool. For <laughs> 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 he can't drop his marker. He would. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so say what he just did. I, so but, I can go, I can go in any way. This, this has nothing to do with my faith. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm good with it. God created Adam as an adult and took Eve out of his sight. God could have done anything he wanted to do, and and maybe the chaos came when the devil fell trying to ascend up into heaven, and maybe it became an ice age. Yeah, your faith, I don't know. Your faith shouldn't revolve around how old the earth is. Exactly. Like, that's yeah, that's what I'm like saying. Bring up, bring up. You I mean, put, it, put yeah. it in a nutshell. But I will say this, that, that when I look at the world and I, and I study, it, you, may, you may be right. Maybe there was some type of a speed up, but you sure can't study geology very well if you're assuming it's only 6,000 years old. True. If you can't, you're going to have to say, I just trust God that this was a genealogy. The, you know what I'm the, the Bible doesn't come out and say the earth is 6,000 years old. If it, if it put that in text, then you're stuck having to, we're, we're stuck having to believe that. But it's not, these are people that are putting together yes. scripture yes. To, to try to come up with this timeline, which it's not a science textbook in that sense so i don't just any sleepover yeah i don't i don't either i've had fun debating it but then i finally got tired of it i don't like the debate anymore i don't want to go into that part of it i used to like to talk about it in fact i had a a debate with a a a a law for a retired law professor from Loyola university we it was set up and people came to our bible study were packed in there for that because we were we were debating it, and at the time it was fun. But I've gone through it so much now; I'm, I'm, it's a yawn to me. It's not worth debating anymore. But back to the salt. Back to the salt. <laughs> I, I or, or the the the. Let's go through the the reasons. Let's just say television church. You're supporting the ministry. You're you're there every Sunday. You never miss. You're watching it. 
you're paying attention, let's just suppose, is that suffice? Well, if you're an old, old individual and you can't really get around it anymore, it it would be acceptable. But otherwise, you need to get yourself in your little Volkswagen and drive to the house of God. That, see, this is funny because we are really agreeing on this. Like, it is, well, for us, it's a mortal sin to miss church. But, you know, <laughs> I do like that we are, like, how adamant we are about get your butt to church. <laughs> There's no reason. For on time, being. too. On yeah. time. Sticklers on time. Don't be, well, and for us, we don't don't talk. It's the house of the Lord. But that's going to be a different situation between the two of us. But, yeah, it's still, like, very... Very serious about get the hell out of it. The the uh, I mean Angel Studios that was their big thing with uh, they did it with Sound of Freedom, but they do it with all their all the movies they put out. Is why you should go see it in theaters. Is it's easier to remove distractions whenever you go see a movie in theaters. And so yeah, if you're if you're you go to church to remove the distraction of even a potential of you looking on your phone. Or, or well, or to us comment like we watched the movie last hey, night. Hey, I'm going to go make a cup of coffee real quick, like yeah. standing up right. and saying, "I'm going to go do this, right. do that." It's easy to run air to do small little things and not be able to really be focusing on what you're there for. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. That, that I'm, I'm going to say this to my very, very good friend who listens to this. You need to get to church. I mean, I don't. You, if you're asking, you asked. I wouldn't have judged you ever, yeah. ever. In fact, I didn't know he wasn't going. As you see the day approaching. Don't forsake the assembling together of yourselves. Your your body, if you're a body, if you separate your hand from your body and you leave it in Shreveport, it's going to die. It's got to be reattached. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it, the momentum, like Doc says, once you start going back, the momentum is there. But I'm going to say this, that the reason I'm still, there's reasons I could have left, but I didn't. The reason I'm at that church is that there was a bunch of salt that, I, that was willing to go to church in, vi- in violation of public law, went to church during the COVID pan- pandemic and sang about no fear, preached about no fear, and they never put their f- hang- hand on the microphone and wiped and, and made noise with it. Is that making noise? <laughs> That's crazy. Glenn's going to have to get rid of that. Um. <laughs> but anyway, that's why I'm there. And you know what? That salt from those other people, I think, made us all saltier. It was, we never, there was never fear there. So, um, so something that I want to, I, I would like to bring up is you do have, like, what I would, what I would compare what these people are doing, um, who aren't going to church, who are, who are trying to be with God. Um, that's what they have to do in countries where you're not allowed to practice your religion. Yeah. Like that is, that is, um, uh, it's so weird to think about, like there, there are people from other countries who would do anything to be able to attend a church openly with uh, the people of God. Um, and it's kind of sad to me to think about like how, how we're pocketing ourselves away from each other like that. I've I've actually got a, sorry to interrupt. I've I've actually got a question on that. Is that, this could be the dumbest thing that I've ever said in public. We don't know. We'll see. But is that is that a uh, is that a way of of I want to say this gently to them, like I'm I'm actually asking this. But is that in a in its in a some weird form, not being uh, open about your relationship with with God, like not being an open Christian? If you're if you're worshiping at home rather than actually going out in the community and in meeting with people, like I'm I'm actually asking. I that. guess that could be. 
I don't know because so this is this is where I'm coming from with this is like if I'm if I'm in a in a communist government right like where we're trying to shut down churches like we're attacking the the Catholic Church and stuff like that I would want it would be easier for me to go after Christians if they all stop going to church because like they're all they're just kind of hiding in like they're you don't like nobody's really out there standing up for for like hey we're going to keep churches open we're going to we're going to continue to to meet whether you guys attack us or not. But if you start meeting in private and and start, I don't know, kind of concealing things. China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of smothering the church. But if you if you continue to meet in person and are openly going to church, like I don't know, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about something like for the first time, so it's not. I'm very not sure your point. I'm I'm saying I'm saying like I'm saying that would motivate me. To, like politically, it would it would almost motivate me to go to church is is to let them know like hey this is a bigger this is a bigger thing in in the United States than you than you think like the the Christian following is there like I don't know I'm trying to I'm trying to think about how to say it more clearly cuz the face you're giving me is amazing well <laughs> I I know but I you get what I'm yeah, saying Sarah? I get what he's saying is is basically it's kind of like the the rona thing except for um I guess day to day life where you're you're going out there and publicly saying i am a follower of yeah. christ um you're saying it should be done yes i'm saying it should be you're done gonna die in china. yeah yeah like oh, like no, 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 wait you're not saying that in thought china though right i'm saying in the united states yeah, in china you can't do it like they would just mass execute you. yeah he's talking about like okay so people in, in china united- have a an exceptional situation where they cannot do it or they will be gathered up yes i'm talking about in the united um, I'm talking about in the United States. Yeah. Okay. Like where this is happening. All right. So, so, okay. Yeah, I get you. You're saying, well, I think I do. That's what I was missing. I was missing. I thought you were talking China. No, I'm not talking that's China. That's why I was. I have no that's idea. why you read me. I'm not in a position to judge well, you, people who were. You were, you were reading me like I wasn't getting <laughs> yeah. Now I'm getting You're saying, so, so now try again now that I know what you're talking now, about. Now I'm saying people in the United States, I think with the church being persecuted the way that it's starting to be persecuted i think we have an obligation to meet in public to to show the to show the numbers i mean you look at mega churches like how hard that would be for a a strong mega church not one that goes haywire yet but how how tough that would be to come in and try to shut that down okay i got you yeah that's it see it was worth your time yeah it was frustrating but we 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 got there we We got there now did you know did you guys know that there was a time literally the Catholic Church in Mexico was outlawed, completely and totally outlawed. If a if a priest held mass, he was arrested. Well, that's did you know that. No, I did not know that. There's I'm a shocked. movie. It's a very powerful movie about that. Because they told Stephen Austin when they put him over Texas that they would give a uh, big section of land to anybody that came over from the states into the Texas, which was part of Mexico, and said that you will have to, if you get married, you have to get married in a Catholic church. You have to join the Catholic church. And when you join the Catholic church and you get married, then you will get another section of land. This happened after that. After that? Yeah, you're talking about the Texas. No, I didn't know about that. Absolutely did not know because I thought Mexico, Mexico was... Catholic through and through. Well, yeah, it was a communist takeover of and riot. It was a Mexican revolution during that. When did that happen, James? I, I, you'd have to go into the time of of of, of that. I have to think, but it's going to be. So it was it's after, going to be 
after Texas, after they lost Texas oh, yeah. to us. The Texicans came with us. Yes. Okay, that's what they were called, Texicans. Oh, yes. I understand. What's, come on, what's this name? It would have been right. It, it would have been pre-World War I. Okay. Did that would have been the best time. I am shocked. Yeah. How'd they get out of that? The Catholics kept having mass. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah. Those priests were willing to die. Yeah. They were willing to be in prison. They, they, the cardinals were willing to go to jail. Yeah. They, they just, they refused to relent. That is the key. And that's what you're getting at is. Yeah. I'm not saying that in China. I want to be clear on that. Like, right. I don't know how I would act in a play in, in that situation. So I'm not going to like, I, they're probably doing the best they can do. So I'm not. Right, right, right. I mean, they're risking their lives meeting at home. So there's, well, it's never been a Christian country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a difference between that and Russia that yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Russia was Christian, so there's a difference there. Yeah. There was never a Christian church there. Yeah. It's always been small, and, and any time it was tried, it, was, it, it failed. Yeah. So, it, it, so that part is China's completely different. Mm-hmm. I think that people in Russia... There, there are secret churches there, and they, they. I think if they came out in massive numbers, I think they, the people would be surprised how many there are in yeah. Russia. Yeah, you, but yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's where my like question was kind of coming from. Is, is yeah. If you start concealing the numbers, they're going to think that, and they'll act in a way like the government would act in a way is like, okay, we can shut this down. Like, we'll put them in secret. And I, I'm, and then that's a hard, that's a hard one to come out of. It seems like it seems to me that would be a hard one to like. I mean, but you think about this, too, is, again, like, I I just want to go back to they're Christians. They they believe in what the Bible says. um, And the Bible talks about different churches. And like whenever St. Paul, right. I'm sorry, St. Paul. St. Paul writes to the different um, like he writes to the Corinthians and to I think does he write to the Philadelphians? I know that Ignatius does later on but um there there are different churches that they write to to either criticize or to say hey you're doing a great job but it's these it's these groups of people who are are coming together as one um and and i i'm specifically interested in uh ignatius of antioch which is after the bible but he was actually martyred um and before he was martyred so what happens and dad i'm gonna need your help with some of this (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I want to make sure I have that date right. <laughs> um, no, we're talking about an Ignatius Antioch. Okay. Okay. So he, um, it's my understanding, there was a general persecution that was going on of I'm going to call them Christians. We don't have to call them Catholics because I know that people go back and forth about what what the religion was, but um, it was it was Christianity at the very beginning stages, and you were not supposed to be practicing your faith. Um, in public while well, Ignatius of Antioch is doing that. He's the Bishop of Antioch. And it's my understanding that this, the way that this church was set up was according to the way that the Bible says that the church needs to be set up, which is you have your bishops, you have your deacons, um, these, and, and these are teachers who are leading the flock. Um, so it's not just a couple of people gathered at home. And um, so he's, he gets in trouble for being a public bishop and going against what the rules of Rome are. And he's, um, he's taken captive and is on his way to Rome. And as he's on his way to Rome, he starts writing letters to different churches and telling them what they should and shouldn't be doing. And he is, uh, I think it's the, the letters to the Philadelphia, the letter to the Philadelphians. 
where he goes off about making sure you stick with the church and um and like not i guess i guess not getting away from um like like letting yourself being led astray and i feel like whenever you go off by yourself a you're leaving the church which we have different ideas of what the church is but um but you're allowing like you're opening yourself up to uh to to not being shepherded by the right shepherds um yeah i I mean i kind of wonder i know for me i wouldn't if i didn't go to church on sundays i wouldn't be able i wouldn't stay consistent like i would struggle with consistency and so like me me watching it on youtube like that would be difficult for me to or like live streaming basically that'd be difficult for me to to stay consistent it's harder for me i guess to to critique it if you're no i mean yeah i mean i get what you're saying that you need a pastor like you need somebody that's that's you need a the leader of the group that knows what he's talking about has training in it and is like i nailed it 1917 great job oh well you know sometimes you give it you're you're thinking about something i thought of in over a decade you want to make sure you got the date did you say that was pre-world war one because that was during world well that's that's when it culminated okay um but yeah like again I, i just feel i feel that way and then also like how are you tithing and whatnot that's interesting to me I, I had that question myself early well, in I this conversation. Myself, oh. I got to give myself 10%. Mm. <laughs> Do they just donate to charity? I'm actually, yeah, that's, that, exactly that's, what, that's, what, I'm a, that's what I'm assuming is they're just donating. Yeah, and, and this guy, all, all these guys are very Christian. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure you yeah, know that. They're, well, not, yeah. they're not slacking. I believe them. that. Yeah, they no. all are. Uh, it, it's, it's, just, it's just a question they had. Yeah. All right, I, I, I will say that, that what Doc is saying and Sarah is saying, they're coming from my children. I, I see what their point is. And, and I don't think, I think we would agree with it. They're just coming from an angle is you better exercise it or you're going to lose it. That's, that's not mine. Well, no, I, mine. I, that's what I, I, for me, because I, I, I think I tend to be lazy with intellectual things. It's easier for me to like get up and do physical work than it is for me to sit down and, and study. And so if I got to the point where I didn't feel like I needed to be in church, in a in a strong community of people that see me every Sunday and expect me to be there. Well, if I'm meeting with my friends, my friends aren't. Right. It's not like we're the most consistent bunch, you know. Like like we may with right. that. Like right. if yeah, if, if two of them, if I'm if I'm meeting with a group of five people at a home church and two of them say they're out sick or they can't make it this week, then there's three of us left. Like the odds of the the odds of this thing not of us not meeting on Sunday grows. Right now, I made the very very fundamental mistake of trying to speak for a woman what what the, what what's, what were you trying to say me i <laughs> no i i'm saying that it's it is like in the bible you're supposed to be doing this and the church like the early early church fathers who came immediately after christ um are saying you you need to be with the church i mean like uh again with ignatius um he said uh Take heed then to have one but one Eucharist, for there is one flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ in one cup, um, the unity of his blood, one altar, as there is one bishop along with the presbyters and deacons, my fellow servants, so that whatever you do, you do it according to the will of God. And so, again. What year was that written? That was freaking early. Um, I mean, because he, he was with, like, he was alive at the time that Christ was alive. Okay. Yeah. Um, and. And so, and like, that's the, he has like a full on letter about sticking with the church, return to the unity of the church. Like he literally says that return to the unity of the church. 
Um, uh, so you can live according to Jesus Christ. Um, and so I, I just feel like this has been something that's, that was so solidly formed during the time of Christ that, uh, that's what, what should be considered as far as like house churches versus actual church. It's your turn. (laughs) Don't go to sleep on me. Yeah, I'm not going to go to sleep. (laughs) I could read a scripture. Yes. Let's see how this works. We, we're going to on a non secular podcast. We're talk <laughs> what the heck? It, it says uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22, and have put all things under his feet. That's talking about Jesus, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So that's talking about Jesus is the head and we are the body. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Actually, if you feel like you're the little toenail on the little toe of the body of Christ, you still have power over all the power of the devil. And again, I think that, and I keep emphasizing this, I think that the authority of the believer is not being taught in most churches today. I mean, Jesus said the works that I do shall you do also and greater works shall you do. And so we're supposed to be going out and doing the work of Jesus Christ. And he gave, when he ascended up on the high, led captivity captive, and he gave gifts in the men to some apostles, prophets, Mm -hmm. evangelists, pastors, and teachers. If you're uh, an authority in the church, you should be within one of those five offices. Now, there's such a thing as deacons uh, at at a church, but uh, those five things, the the apostle uh, builds on a foundation that nobody else builds on. So that's like a missionary. Uh, The the prophet, well, a prophet, you know, he's a seer, just like in the Old Testament. And you'll get uh, a dream or a vision, or you'll uh, be able to uh, uh, speak forth the word of God. And, of course, we all know what an evangelist and pastor is, and we know what a teacher is. But it seems like we've left out describing what's the duty of the apostle and the prophet. And all of us are part of the body. If we do our part, we will build mega churches. And I, I don't know why I'm so stuck on mega churches today. Mm-hmm. Probably well, I mean, I, I think it's a good point. I yeah. think it's hard to, it's hard to, to ignore that, it's yeah. that, that it's out there. Doctors made that point that the big a bigger church, at some point you got to go, how do you? How do you, it's got to be tackled to the end. You I, can't do it for without. Yeah. I, I uh, attended a small church recently, and uh, and I thought, this is ridiculous. If this is nothing but a small group. They were getting prayers answered, but were they impacting the city, the town, well, the community? They were not. Well, let me, let me say that. They were now, not back, w- back when there were horse and buggy days. Yes. New new prospect. I'm going to use that church because Charlotte's relative started that church. Uh-huh. Her, her people before her. Uh-huh. Now to go into Ruston would have been a two hour deal, right? They created a community church there. That's what that area could support. That made sense. Mm-hmm. What I guess I'm asking you is now that we have super highways, we have four lanes from that church. You could be to church here in seven, eight, nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Whereas it used to take two hours. Right. That road wasn't straight back then. Those now, churches are dying for the they're, most part. They're dying like crazy. Yes. Is that okay with you? Yes, it is. <laughs> I was going to ask I think that, they need but... to die. 
And I think that the people need to get in in something that is impacting this generation. I, I mean, again, like I agree with that because it does, like again, like the Bible talks about unity. Like we want, we need to be a united people, and um, yeah, and like and, and have that that like group effort, I guess. And like the bigger your group is, the more you can um, you can get done. That is a strong stance. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I, about it. I'm processing well, that. That's a it, strong stance. <laughs> see, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. I have to think about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I can tell that you thought that. Yeah. Here's the thing. I do believe that 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 the country mouse, city mouse thing is is always going to be there. <clears throat> and I, I, when you shut down Spearsville High School and you shut down Bernice High School, you shut down these little schools, these communities, they die. These little communities die, and I believe in little communities. I don't like big cities. I hate big cities. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't. Now I know that they've got to grow. I've got. To, I know that if you're not, you said that before. If you're not going moving forward, you're moving backwards. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's the exact quote, but it's close. Right. And so I don't like to see cities move backwards. And these cities that are dying, these, these little towns that are dying, is because the federal government has shut them down. Basically, we can't have local schools anymore because of because of desegregation. Or integration, but I wonder if that's not the same thing with the church. You're killing these little communities. That's my point. See, and this is where I like. I think I'm going to sound like a, a bit like I'm taking back what I was just saying, but I'm not because it's still the same for me. Is this unity for us? It's in the Catholic Church, and so you can have small small Catholic churches, but you can. But ultimately, we're all together in one mission. But it's hard to find a priest. For that, and it's hard to find a these little preacher for these little churches because they want to move on to bigger. Are, are a lot are some of those preachers at these at these smaller churches? Are they like like you could be a preacher, like you're an attorney, but but on Sundays you're going to go out and give a sermon? Would that? I'm actually asking. I don't know how those churches are. They're set, set up. up. A full, most they're, of them have, have a full time pastor. You're yeah. asking if they're bivocational. Yeah, they usually are. They, how, they, they'll do carpentry work and stuff on the side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was asking, like, yeah, how do they make ends meet and stuff like that? But my grandfather, my grandfather, my understanding, he when he first started, he had to do carpentry work and mm-hmm. stuff. So what did he do? He kept moving up until he got Stroud, where they could afford a full time, okay, full time mm-hmm. pastor. And that's how it works. If yeah. you got that skill, if you've got that gift, I hate to say it, I, it seems like they move up. And that's what the yeah. Apostle Paul did. He made tents and he preached the gospel. One time I heard that the calling of a Baptist preacher is green. Oh, is that funny? <laughs> 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 Coming up in Baptist, that, that yeah. was the joke. I heard two criticisms uh, that I, I think that we can address one of them um is the that my tithing goes towards certain things in the church that aren't like mission trips and whatnot but you think about like what like yes we like mission trips it's good to do the mission trips but what you really need to be doing is focusing on your own community and bringing people Mm -hmm. into your church in your own community and so as far as putting money back into the church obviously you don't want to be outrageous about it but, um, and I think that just comes with a judgment of what church do I go to? Uh, but I, I don't think that it's necessarily bad that you're paying for the people who are, um, are bringing people to your church. You can also bring that up in the church business meetings, which are open yes. to everyone who is a member of the church. Yeah. So like, if, yeah, if you've got issues with that, a, you can, you can go to another church, like that's fine. 
do you feel like somebody's doing too much overseas mission work and and the administration that is required to be able to handle overseas mission work then go to a church that's gonna but i don't i mean every church i've been to does like plenty of it seems to me is doing plenty of local yeah like they're doing plenty of local things and and that requires administration now again if you feel like there's like just excessive administration then go talk to your Go talk to your church about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and again, I, I do agree. Going to if you can go to any kind of meetings like that, yeah. you can tell if that's like an issue. That what's actually going on? Because like sometimes it could yeah. just be that you don't know exactly what's going on in the in the background. But and then um, yeah. So I, I guess that's just kind of what my thoughts are. Is it's it's okay to me that you're trying to expand your church to bring more people to it. All right, so, so to answer in the first one, I think we've answered both, but I just want to make sure that we've covered the two reasons that I would get was given. The first one being after COVID, I got used to doing it at home mm-hmm. and I'm comfortable with it. I feel like I'm, I'm advancing as a Christian. Yeah. I don't have to go get in my car and drive and be there personally. I think we all agree that that's not, we, don't, we think that that's the easy one. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go in a simple saints you need to be your salt needs to be mixed in with the other salt so god can use you for what salt is used supposed to be used for i think that, that tim higdon hit that pastor higdon hit that very well the other one being that that when you get to be a mega church then it becomes about the facilities and the staff you end up spending a lot of money on those type of a things but there's uh, nothing wrong with that. Because, yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me let me okay, say this because I, I, I know you're going to take off on it. Yes, <laughs> I know that. And I want you to. Okay. I, I I will say this that I the here's where I disagree with that. And I said I stated this to them. The 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 cost of administration is still there. It's just a small part of it. You have to have your house. You have to have air conditioning, heating. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the computer. You've got to have. The phones, you've got to have all these things. You have a small, you're still doing it. You're still spending money on your little ministry. It's just right there. And it's probably proportionally just as much your time that it takes to prepare instead of having a pastor getting ready to and, and, and guiding you on what the scriptures are that day. I, I don't think, I think that it's, I think that it's more efficient instead of less efficient if you want to give. If you want to go through a church, yes, there's administration, but there's administration with this law office. We have to have it. Oh, look, well, you know, I could. Why, why have a big law firm? Why have a mega law firm if you could just do like James and, and have it here? Well, my overhead probably per, per lawyer is more than theirs. Mm-hmm. Just guessing. That's why they've gotten big. You see, I'm getting out. Oh, yes. I, I agree. It, okay. Yeah. So I'll let uh, now that I've said it all. Well. <laughs> Actually, in a mega church, the pastor becomes more of an administrator, and I, I'd rather even use the terminology of coach because the more that I've, uh, the older I've got, the more I realize I believe I could have been a coach because you understand how to place different players mm-hmm. in the right position, and you've got to have an excellent quarterback, and you've got to have a receiver. You, you've got to have the right people to do this, this, these things. For a mega church, you've got to have someone that's going to lay the word out, the word of God out to the children where that they can uh, eat of it and go home and and have learned something. You've got to have somebody that's an expert with teenagers. You have to have a young adult pastor. 
and we have CR, which is celebrate. <laughs> we know, have to celebrate recovery. Something with me, don't worry about that. They weren't laughing. I at communicated you. with Doc with eye language. Yeah, <laughs> but but you've got to have the right people in these spots. You don't want somebody running to get the pass, and they're a fumbler. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, like the kid that you can't has, have a fullback to fumble. There you go. It's true. Yeah. You can have a tailback that fumbles, but you can't have a fullback. So, so, you got to know so, that. Too. So you've got the deal. You've got the, you've got all, rather than you trying to spin all of these plates like they have to do in the country church, then you have different people out there that are experts in their area of ministry. Mm-hmm. You're able to specialize. You're able specialize. to use economy of numbers. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. It's, it's, it's to, to, to try to say, well, they, my overhead's not as much as, as life church, well, no, it's not. But I'll bet you that it that it overwhelms that when you consider how much each person puts in. If that makes sense, and where you put your tithe. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so let me ask you this: When, when Pastor, this is going to be personal, but I'm okay with it. When, when Pastor Higdon was talking about that salt, right? Mm-hmm. That you have to you accumulate that salt for it to do any good. I thought about he. Felt like he was staring me down. You just sit in that church in there. You don't mix and mingle. Yeah, he called me up and told me I stared James. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've I have always been that way. I've never ever gotten involved in church activities. Yeah, I've always felt like it was sufficient for me to occupy a seat on Sunday. And I don't. I think that when you heard that sermon, you go, "Well, no, that's not. That's as, that's as about as bad as these other guys not going to church at all." Mm-hmm. Is that your opinion too? Yes. So I either have to mix there or find a church I will. So you just have sometimes you <laughs> you end up with pew warmers. That's what they're called. They they just come, they sit, they go home. They come, they go home. There, that's me. You, See, I would, you. I would say those are people that are potentially lukewarm. But well, I'm not lukewarm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's it's hard to tell. Like that, that's kind of a difficult. Thing. I don't like people. It's that simple. Well, that's sure. what we're called to do: is not yeah. like people. God <laughs> <laughs> said specifically. I like certain group of people. Love one another, unless you well, don't like. I like them. you. Yeah. I like you a lot, but I don't. I don't have a desire just to meet everybody. You, you have yeah. to. You have to make yourself reach out to people. I mean, let, let, me, let me say, to make sure there's nobody listening to this, I think I hate people. Uh, yeah. I don't like small talk. I don't yeah. like I don't like just halfway knowing somebody. I, mean, I either dive in head first, get to know you, or I'm just going to be acquainted. An interesting thing today is the greeters in churches, and I've been since I've been uh, disconnected from the local church that I was in for 42 years, uh, pastored 34 of those years. I've been going out to different churches, my wife and I, and it's it's amazing uh, what people call greeters. I mean, they don't greet you. I went to one church, and that was over in West Monroe. It was some of the greatest greeters I've ever seen in my life. They made me feel like I was really welcome. They were excited to see me. It was wonderful. And uh, the other greeters, you know, like when you walk up, they just kind of look off to this side or that side over there. They open the door for you. What was that? They'll open the door for you. Yes, they do. I would not be a good greeter at all. I would you would either. And, yeah. and, I don't, and I don't think I would like a good greeter. Well, I think that's why we all have our... We, I, I, wait, think wait, I, would, wait, I think I would have, like I'm a good greeter. We all have our different roles in the church. We all have our different talents that God's given us. And I think that, again, what you were talking about uh, uh, earlier... Uh, 
um, uh, I almost called you Father Chris. That's insane. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Pastor Chris is um that uh you you it's your your job as a, a priest a preacher to uh designate roles in certain people and so to to recognize hey this is somebody that something that's this person's good at and you ask that of them and is our job as the the people who are going to church and attending we say yes i mean like um it, I like that's that's why I've joined the choir at our church is I didn't care to join the choir, but they don't have that many people in our choir. And um, the the priest asked me and I just said yes, because that's what I do. And I don't I, I'm kind of like my dad. I don't like people. I'd rather not talk. I don't like doing the small talk stuff. Um, I kind of have like the horse blinders on whenever I go to church. Or, like that's how I started. But I feel like. Um, once you start opening yourself up to God and his people and his church, then you're more likely to get involved in things that you wouldn't expect to be involved in. So this is dad, your opportunity to join the worship music (laughs) church. Congratulations. Get after it. You've not not been called yet. Unlike, unlike the Catholic church, life church has no trouble finding people <laughs> wanting to get up there and sing whether they can or they can't. They want to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, and, I know. And I'm the kidding. ones that the, the primary ones do a very good job. It's, yeah. it's one of the top. It, in fact, I doubt there's any better music program. Now, now uh, we'll get to Glenn in a second. Pastor Chris has a different opinion on what type of music that very talented group needs to be playing, but that's administrative. That's not, it's not quality what is, of it. What, what is what exactly do you mean by that? All right, I want, let me let me try. Okay, I'm gonna try. Yeah. I've been trying. To, I've, been, I've, I've been trying to think about what you've been saying. I think I get it. Even though we've left congregational singing, that's now not the thing. Mm-hmm. That these it's led by a group that's more like what we saw on Monty Frisbee and the yeah. and the that he wants to do that. However, it needs to be something that the congregation can sing. Right. You don't have to go back to how great they are, thou art and do an organ. You can have the guitar. You yeah. can have those things. But the crowd ought to be unable to stop themselves right. from singing along with the choir. Right. Exactly. That's what I think you want. Yeah, I mean, they have they have like modern. I don't I don't like the remix versions of like Amazing Grace. Like I think the original is about probably the best worship song ever invented to me, at least. Um, and so but they have like a modern you know, they'll with a guitar. They have a guitar version of that song, which people can sing, and like North Road does that from time to time. That's what I sure. think. Like other churches, that's what they got yeah. for Pastor Chris. Wants. Yeah. He wants us to to un, not be able to con, right. control ourselves. Yeah. Get in there, and sing with them. That's what I think. Not just dance, sing. Right. And so, so I think what happened, and he described it this way: it's like they're playing whatever's popular on the radio at the time. Yeah, it, I call it Christian radio. Almost all of the larger churches in town. Pretty well sound like Christian radio right. because I listen to Christian radio music. It's good. It's got a good message in it, mm-hmm. and and some of the songs I, I like. But I like more of an upbeat thing. In fact, I always did this. I said to my worship leader, which is still in the church, and he's still up there on the platform, but he very seldom gets to lead. But uh, I would tell him, I'd say, look. Right before the last song, right before I get up and speak, I want it to be upbeat. 
Mm-hmm. I want I want it to be so upbeat that people want to clap. They want to lift their hands to God. They want to really get into it. And he never let me down. And uh, so then it was easy to get up and preach. I got it's you. Very easy. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a warm-up comedian. Well, not a comedian, but a warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they have, they have warm-up bands for, for concerts. That's yeah, the whole yeah. thing. It's the whole idea. They only have maybe have one or two good songs, but they're going to play something really upbeat. Get the, right. Get to set the mood that the, that the next person has. I get you. I, I will say this, that I don't have an opinion on that because the first, inter, the real introduction to that type of service was your church. Yeah. And I didn't know anything different. But once you described it, I got it. I, 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 I get it. Now, personally, I don't know. I didn't. That's I like this. We're just talking about whatever comes to our mind. I don't like the organ. <laughs> I don't like the sound of the organ. I don't. We, I, I we don't. don't we don't have an organ. You don't have one, and most churches don't anymore. That's true. That that, that, that was really became popular during the Middle Ages when that's what they, yeah. they they had. Right. Right. They've got better instruments that to, to, to play, I think, now than the organ, and I'm not crazy about it. But I do like congregational singing, and I do believe there's – and I know you're not going to ever have it at Life Church. I know that. But I do like singing – how great thou art, and and some of those really just timeless. Well, a lot of the churches uh, at first, what they did, and I'm talking about large churches, they would have a uh, early morning service that they sung hymns, and they would sing the yeah. cutting edge of, of the culture, of Christian songs in at the next service. And I've noticed now that a lot of these churches have what is called a blended service. And so supposedly they're going to do a few hymns, but I found out that they don't even do a few hymns. They do about one, and the rest of it is more or less Christian radio. Right. So they have they're going along with the the others, and what it's a generation that's passing yeah. passing off. Now, now you, you'll never see this at the Catholic Church, but in the in the Protestant churches there was always the invitation. Oh yes, they would bring you down, and some of those songs that they had for the invitations were amazing. Yes. Amazing. And I think that if just you just as I am. Right. And and the, your whole church I remember all the words to all those old hymns. My wife They, they still do that a lot of the times with, with the invitation. Or at least the, from what I'm seeing right now, they still play older hymns. Um, I, I do believe that somebody who's just a little bit afraid to go down and you have everybody in the choir, I mean everybody in the whole congregation mm-hmm. say, Come on down. Yeah. Come home. Come home. Yeah, you you're weary. Come home. Well, that's a great song. Yes, it is. And so I I I I miss that. I miss that. I think, and I think it's something that should be reincorporated. I yeah. think that that was something yeah. that's a change that needs to be reversed. Yeah. But you know what? It occurred to me. I have as one piece of salt sitting in that chair will never influence anything as long as that's what I am. And so it yeah. occurred to me. I have no complaint whatsoever about anything that's done at church because I just go sit there. That's it. I, I, I really did see that. Pastor Higdon did a good job with that sermon. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit there and be a grain of salt. Right. Now, I'm not. I'm doing this podcast. I've affected mm-hmm. my family. I've got a really good friend base. It's not like I'm really not shining or doing it, putting up, you know, doing what Christ wants me to do. But I, I am convicted that, I'm, that I need to be more positive. Well, you would be a great small group leader with all the history. 
I, I, I was sitting here imagining the men's group that I, I met with. I was not the leader, but I ended up kind of leading it. But I wasn't. Can't help yourself. Yeah. And, and, um, <laughs> and, and man, some of these uh, tangents you get on, which are good tangents, a tear, and, uh, and history and et cetera, would have been fantastic. They would have ate it up. And, and uh, we, we just had discussions. Usually I, I just came and said a few words. Not that they asked me to, but I but just I, like I, I just hear. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's something that, that's interesting when you talk, okay, because there is a third point that we haven't addressed yet, um, which is that uh, preachers aren't doing what they preach or that they aren't um, doing a good job yeah, of preaching. And for the Catholic oh, Church, right. that for the Catholic Church, it's easy because you're not there for the homily. You're there to worship God and um, celebrate the, the sacrifice of uh, the Eucharist. Um and so, like, that's that was one of the first things that I was taught whenever I first came into the Catholic Church is um, people complain about what they're being taught. Fortunately, I have we have a priest here who truly cares about what's being taught. But ultimately, it's um, we're there to worship God together as one. Um, but I still I also like what, what you're bringing up about um, different people having their different skills and what they can do in church you can make your church better by going to it like you can have an you like if you just leave a church mm. that's bad everybody leaves the church that's bad and there's no way that that church is going to improve but by sticking with it um and and trying to actually actively help out with it and, and figuring out what to do about either priests or people who suck at greeting um i think that you can actually affect change let me let me say this. First of all, we did cover it a little bit mm. that, that that the guy that quit going because of the the pastors that didn't live up to what a pastor should have been in his eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this: at least one of the stories he told would have chased me out of a church. Okay, that I don't need to go into that. Just have to trust me. I think I know that all five of the people participating in this podcast right now would go, "Oh yeah, leave there." Okay, that doesn't mean you leave church, though. No, it means you leave that. Like, right. I, I would leave the Episcopalian Church. Um, I mean, like, I think that what they're doing is very, very wrong. And so, yes, I think there are good reasons to be leaving a church whenever they're they're hurting their flock in a very, very bad well, way. They are. They are. That's true. That's why I have to leave. I like their service. I just didn't like what they were saying. I, I didn't like what they were doing. Really, truly. There's that. There's this idea that comes from both the Church of England and Catholic Church that they have a magisterium. They have there's this control over what you can can and can't teach. And so what I'm getting at is that Sarah's Church there's hardly any chance of it going too wild because it it did a little bit and it got called out immediately. That church is is very very set in its in its teachings. But but going back to that particular guy, that was a charismatic church that he was in. I don't think anybody's going to say all charismatic churches are perfect. We know they're not. Some people, we've seen it over time that preachers abuse it or whatever. But that doesn't mean it's wrong that the churches. It just means that if you... We're human. Yeah, we're human. That's, I mean, that, that was, Catholic priests get in trouble. Like, people get in trouble. It's not uh, like, yeah, like church leaders aren't perfect. And now, now they're called to a higher standard. Absolutely. And that's something you need to really consider before becoming a church leader like you need to look 
inward and, and understand. But also, like, I, I look at this, like, the way that I look at the world, really, I guess. But if I, I'm not going to go scoff at some church at, at a pastor that got, that got veered away. Like, you have no idea the demonic influence that's in his life. Whatever, the, the more powerful you get for the kingdom, the more I think those attacks are going to, are going to happen. Like you think that makes the devil happy that you're, you're influencing people. Like you're bringing people to Christ. Like, I, I don't know. I, I look at it as, is there's going to be all sorts of temptation that I'm not aware of. It's the tiger woods thing. Like, like there, I forgot the comedian that joked about it, but yeah, it's like the average Joe that's, that's sitting there condemning tiger woods for sleeping with all those women. Is he, was he wrong to sleep with all those women? Yes. But to act like you would do better if you had a thousand beautiful women come at you, like you have no idea how you'd handle that. And, and something that we actually talked about in OCIA the other day, because uh, like, there's a lot of stuff going on with the papacy right now. Um, and and people are getting worried in different ways about it. Uh, but um, our priest brought it up like it, it was it was really nice how he explained it. But we, we view ourselves as a holy Catholic and like one holy Catholic apostolic church. Um, and Catholic just like, even we would even say that in the Episcopalian church, like it's, it's a, it's a universal church. Um, they would put the Catholic with little C, but yes. Yeah. 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 But, uh, anyway, so it's one holy church, but it's the church that's holy. It's not the people. We are still sinners. Everybody that goes into that church is sinners. And Including so the Pope, he said, yes, mm-hmm. even the Pope. And, um, so from the way that I see it is. You'll, you have leaders who are going to sin and they are going to make mistakes and, and, and slip up. But what you have to trust is, is that it's in God's hand. So as long as you're going to a church that's actually legitimately trying to follow God, God will lovingly guide the, yeah. uh, the, the, the leaders of that church. Yeah, if you're putting your hope in Christianity and other people, then you're going to have a tough go at it. Yeah. We've got to give Glenn his chance. What do you got to say, Glenn? Going to church? Well, you know, you want to get this summary thing. Well, no, no, I was not. No, putting you on the spot. Yeah, I was not putting you on the spot. But if you, you, you feel free to share. But no, it's just one if you have anything you would like to add. You always add things to the end. We always well, that's your salt. Well, uh, here's what I'll say: is we've we've talked a lot about different approaches to the worship uh, of the Lord and Jesus. Uh, today, and being with others who share that ideal, I guess I'll call it, um, and that there are people who don't go or that go that are basically just showing up. They're not really there. So you see all these contradictory, you know, and I think we've, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, authority of believer. We've talked about um, should we sing or not. We talked about you know everybody's human. There's going to be mistakes. Um, I, I think sometimes we get too caught up in the details and not caught up enough in the the structure of the process. When you get more than a hundred people together that's when things tend to start to buy their own influence in a group of people of humans for any endeavor over a hundred. It really is hard to know everybody in that group after a hundred. 
you don't know if someone's showing up or not after it's 100. So if you look at some of these megachurches and how they started, my understanding is they went out to a community that didn't have a lot of people going to church and said, why don't you go to church? And they sat and listened. And that's when they built these systems that were different than many churches. And that's then it got to where it was like, you know, uh, a new opening of a Chick-fil-A every day, you know. Um, it was like, there was, a, there was, you know, had to direct traffic. It got really, really crazy. But they addressed the needs of parishioners, I guess you'd call them, or churchgoers, that were different, and they structured it different. Well, let me, let me ask this now that you mentioned it. You brought something up that I had thought about. When you when you want to build a church bigger, are you looking to proselytize dead churches or pick people up that are not going at all, or you don't care? You're just out there taking whatever comes. Trying to get everybody I can. When I moved to Ruston, I bought I I got five school buses, old school buses, and I bust in little black children. People that weren't going. Yeah. Okay, so that's what Glenn was saying was that. And I was criticized by black and white for doing that. But uh, today, uh, I mean, today, <clears throat> in the latter times of our ministry there, it ended up that uh, one of our uh, parishioners became, and I'm not saying we picked him up on a little bus when he was a bus when he was a kid, but he's DA today. He's district attorney today, and he was part of our church, and uh, and he was a big part of our church because he he really brought in a lot of uh, people. We had. Uh, uh, black professors from Grambling, assistant band director at Grambling. And I had an evangelist come to me one day. I will not mention his name. Don't even know if he's still alive. But he said, son, let me tell you something. He said, if you don't watch it, your whole church is going to become black. <laughs> <laughs> he said, because we were at 50-50. He said, buddy, you're at the burnt. And I didn't say nothing to him. I didn't want to be a smart aleck. That's rare for me. But um, I, I thought within myself, I don't care if the whole you church mean, becomes you, black. You yeah. got people <laughs> yeah. to him. Like, what? Let me, yeah. let me say something interesting. This is what Sarah might get a kick out of this. I don't know. I never know with Sarah. No. Uh, here's the thing that there's a guy. I, I went to, I went to originally went to this RCI. It's now OCI or something like that. It's the church where you, it's the, it's the class that you go to become Catholic. Mm-hmm. I didn't go there to become Catholic. Right. I went there because. I was asked to go, and another guy was going. We were just going to learn what you know. What I wanted to do it for purposes of knowing what the Catholics think. I was tired of hearing what people told me the Catholics think. Think I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Well, because of that, now, and and, and I know Sarah's going to say that it was for different reasons. But now I've got a daughter and a wife who's Catholic, and I've got another daughter and her husband going to become Catholic. Well, this Catholic guy goes, you just keep on going to that other church, but you're bringing more people to the Catholic church. <laughs> 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 say again, Glenn. It, or can we say we're driving, you're driving more people to <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, but you know, I have, I have, because of the history you talk about that I, I know, I truly believe that Christianity and Western civilization was, if it, if it, you know, God did it. 
that he used the Catholic Church. Well, and absolutely, the Middle Ages, it would have died without the Catholic Church. But that's what God used, and, period. And, like, that's that's kind of what I, okay, whenever we talk about, like, the, the amount of people going to church, and, like, I'm not talking about, Meg, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're using the same definition for mega churches but i see catholicism is like a huge church um yeah (laughs) yeah that's not what that's not necessarily what what yeah but it's not yeah it's not exactly the same i get what you're saying yeah yeah but but still whenever like there are certain churches that you go to catholic churches where it's like everybody goes to that church because it's in the area and so it's a ton of people gathering um and yeah you don't know what the different like what each person is going through you don't know literally everything about them it's kind of hard to hold like i'm not going to see somebody in one part of the church and hold that person accountable because i don't really know them but other people in the church probably do know them and it's the priest that probably knows them but as far as them being guided um it's supposed to be the holy spirit that's guiding all of this and so again i feel like that's what um everything boils down to is you're you're looking for a church that its aim is god because god will embrace that that group i feel like if we're actually all heading to there they all do encourage small groups too which mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and and i do know that the catholic church has some accountability things for for especially for things like addictions mm-hmm. so so uh you know going back to this thing i had to, to make the point that i was making why i do believe that there's been an influence that i didn't intend to have that brought people towards catholicism because i do despite what my upbringing was who was very anti-catholic my study of history could not or could not could not ignore what that church has done for us and for western civilization and the idea of freedom and the idea of worship and the idea of christ being and the holy spirit being everything and so so i do have a respect for that church that some people don't it's historical but it's there and i just i just know that they sat in those in those little rooms with their candlelight, spending hours and hours and hours keeping the Bible alive, keeping it where we can get a copy of it, keeping it accurate, spending time with people, not only spending time transcribing it or writing it, scribe, being scribed, but somebody has to go behind them and check, make sure they did it right. And the Catholic Church did that. Have they gone astray? Oh, yes. They'll tell you they have. Absolutely. But but that's why I believe that I have drawn people to that, because I can definitely say you don't understand the Catholic Church if you're going to say that it's been demonic. It's not. We just might. Something, that's what my mom thinks. My mom thinks that it's that bad. I would probably kill her if I if she found out I was Catholic. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you going? Well, I get what she's saying oh, now. Yeah, way, yeah it sounded like Sarah was going to murder your mom. Yeah, yeah she I was finds like, out I'm like you're dead. And, and quite frankly, quite frankly, even though I don't have a lot to do with my mother, she's she was a good mother, very good mother. And I don't think that even if I were going to convert, I wouldn't convert until she died. I wouldn't do that to her. That's how much she disliked them. I don't believe that my salvation would be based on whether or not I join that church. So there's no hurry on my part, but I don't know that I will. All I will say is that there is no doubt that because I hear Protestants say things that Catholics do not believe, and I defend it, mm-hmm. that has caused some people to go to the Catholic church with that. It was an unintended consequence. I'll just say that. And so 
I almost said his name. I don't have permission to say the guy who told me that. Oh no, you're 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 sending people as many as anybody around here is sent to the Catholic Church. You have done that. Didn't mean to. Where I'm going is, is is this that right now we are split right down the middle in our families, which ones are Catholic and which ones are Protestant. We are able to discuss these things in our family without without getting mad at each other. We're able to do that. So anytime someone thinks that we're going to get angry one way or the other, we're not. This is what I'm going to say, that if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, you need to do that. I don't care if you're Catholic or Protestant or not anything. You need to accept Christ as your Savior. You need that Holy Spirit to come into your life and control you. You need to walk hand in hand with Christ towards a to be more Christ-like and seek the face 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 of Christ. If you're not doing that, you're in the wrong church. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I will say. Right, right. And and I did my own little test. I didn't know I was doing a test, but I go up on the lake, a uh, Darbon, Darbon Chapel. It's a six-month gathering from Easter to uh, um, Labor Day. And I, I preach, and I've done that for years. I did take a couple years off. But the last time I went up there, I had a message all prepared, getting ready to give it out. And all of a sudden, it was like the Holy Spirit came on me and said, just tell them right before you preach any message, tell them exactly, go ahead and preach what salvation is, how that you can go to heaven. You don't have to go to hell. Explain it, describe it, put it out there. And then I ended with this. I said, I don't care what label you wear. If you go up, it's going to fall off. In other words, the name of your church, Catholic. Mega, mega, mega church, whatever, whatever, whatever. If you know and you've done this, you are saved. You will go to heaven when you die. If you don't know this, you're going to go to hell. So when you go up, the labels are going to fall off. If you go down, they're going to burn off. Catholic will burn off. Interdenomination will burn off. But you need to know Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you are not going to heaven. Your good works will not take you to heaven. You have to believe that Jesus carried your sin to the cross and and you give it all over to him and accept the gift of salvation. Let me tell you what happened. When I finished, then I preached my message. First guy runs up there, quickly moves up there, and he says, I'm Catholic. Thank you for what you said. His wife runs up there. She's the daughter of the attorney that run, ran all of that up there. She said, I'm Baptist. I'm his wife. And you you said you was going to pray for the sick, but you weren't going to lay hands on the sick. I want you to lay hands on me and pray for me. Wow. Yeah. So my my thing is, and I talked to a Baptist preacher yesterday that's a neighbor of mine, and, and, and I told him, I can preach in any church. Uh, I just, you know, I don't want to say anything that's going to offend people. But when you're preaching that, you need to be closer to the mic. Yes, like this, maybe. <laughs> maybe I even need you to hold in the mic. Thank you, James, for pointing that finish out. Finish up. Finish up. I want to hear this. Well, yeah. I want to hear it, so you need to get close to the mic and say Somebody, it. somebody disturbed me and stopped me. I'm sorry, but Glenn is. You're going- really not. But anyhow, anyhow, all, I, I can preach a message that. There will be an anointing that rests upon it. And without an anointing, I am nothing. I wouldn't even give, get, a, get up and give a book report in, in school. But after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I want everybody that's listening to understand this, this is a second work of grace. They, uh, the apostle, one of the apostles went to Ephesus and he said, have you received since you believe? 
They said, we didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. And he, uh, he talked to them about the, the day of Pentecost, and they received the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues. And so that radically changed my life, radically changed my life. And I know in the days, probably the 1970s, the Christian businessmen, full gospel Christian businessmen was uh, nationwide. It was a big thing. It don't even exist as far as I know now. But there were a lot of Catholics that got spirit filled during the 70s. There was a big move in the 70s with Catholics being spirit filled and people of all denominations. A lot of Baptist people got spirit filled. And so there was the raising up of these interdenominational churches. And then people like Kenneth Hagin and others that came along, and they were hated to begin with. But when people started looking at the Word of God and seeing who they were in Jesus Christ, what they could do in Jesus Christ, what they had in Jesus Christ, all of a sudden these interdenominational churches started raising up everywhere. And the sad thing today is that I see the interdenominational churches beginning to move back to be just like the regular denominational churches. I know where you're going with that. Yes. And that's where I'm going to leave it, right there. Because you know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to summarize it this way. I'm not saying you need to watch the movie. I've I've enjoyed the movie, The Apostle. Yeah, I wanted... uh, Oh, The Apostle. Go ahead. The Apostle is a different movie. (laughs) But there was a scene that stuck with me and has never left. Yeah. There was a charismatic preacher. Yeah. And he was down in South Louisiana, and he was on a bridge, Uh looking down over the bridge, and there was a there was a priest blessing the fishing fleet. He was mm-hmm. blessing the fleet. And he just got the, the preacher, that charismatic preacher, got a big old grin and he said, You know, you got your way. I got mine, but together we're getting it done. That was good. Together. I didn't even remember that scene in the movie. I just remember when the youth pastor uh, or the pastor killed the youth pastor. Well, oh, yeah. we're not going there. <laughs> together. Together. And I think that's what's going to take us the body of Christ. I do believe that that we're both getting it done. And the question is, where does God slot in you? That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, thank you guys. I enjoyed today. And it was a, it was pleasurable for me. I appreciate that. Sometimes it's painful for me on this podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. You can go, Doc. You got to go. But Glenn's got one more thing that he needs to talk about. Yes. Where's your best place to study the Bible? The only other way you could kind of get that is if you get some delicious coffee from there that you can brew at home and you get closer, not as close as you can if you're there and studying the Bible or electronically or whatever you want to do because you've got great Wi-Fi and just have a wonderful day with Coffee, roasted teas, all natural Red Bull, delicious pastries, wonderful lunch, and breakfast sandwiches. There we go. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you all of you for being on today. We'll be back next week with more fun. Yes. Yes. Appreciate you. Bye bye.